You think you've got issues? I am really excited about these next two podcasts because I have a very special guest with me for both of them. She is here to speak with me about personality disorders and specifically two very common ones, narcissistic personality and borderline personality disorder. I feel like both of these types of personality disorders have gotten a lot of press lately. So I think a lot of you listening will know someone with one of these personality disorders, or you may even suspect that you have narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. Now, I'm going to tell you all about my guest in a minute, but before we get there, let's just define something so that you understand what we're discussing. What exactly is a personality disorder? Well, if you remember back to the podcast about mental health in general, I mentioned that mental health would describe our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Personality disorders affect all of these spheres, but most particularly one's social well-being. Why? Because someone with a personality disorder has a really ingrained pattern of behavior and cognition that causes long-term difficulties in personal relationships and really overall functioning in society. These kinds of patterns develop really early on and are very inflexible and egocentric. Now, what that means is that the individual believes that their behaviors and cognitions are appropriate and externalize all of their problems to others, a kind of I'm okay, you're not okay. This makes it very difficult for them to change, but we're going to discuss this with our guest in a bit. Also, individuals with personality disorders typically have very little other sight which I talked about in a previous podcast as the capacity to understand the needs and feelings of others. Now, narcissistic personality disorders fall under the category of a cluster B personality disorder. You can Google this later. But these personality disorders are characterized by intense and unstable emotions. So people with narcissistic personality disorder have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy. They tend to exaggerate their talents and are preoccupied with success, power, brilliance, and beauty. They see themselves as superior, and they typically only want to associate with equally special people. They may monopolize conversations and belittle people who they view as inferior. And they may insist on having the best of everything, like the best car or clothing or house. However, behind this inflated sense of their own importance and a mask of extreme confidence lies a very fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism. And they can become easily disappointed when they're not given the special favors or admiration they believe that they deserve. Now, we don't really know what the cause of narcissistic personality disorder is, but we do believe that both genetic and environmental factors play a part, nature and nurture. And we know that about 1% of the general population is diagnosed with it. To talk more about this diagnosis with us today is my very special guest, Liza Gold. Liza is a psychotherapist with a thriving practice in New York City. She earned her graduate degree from Columbia University and has gained clinical experience working in substance abuse, hospital settings, and group private practices. Over the past six years, she has pursued rigorous postgraduate training in various clinical modalities, including psychodynamic, cognitive behavioral, and dialectical behavior therapy. She currently splits her time between her job as administrative director of a group practice and expanding her own private practice. And this is really exciting. Liza is currently in the process of writing a clinical textbook about objective countertransference. Okay, 
So welcome, Liza. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming to talk about narcissistic personality disorder, which I'm going to refer to as NPD from now on. So Liza, I've introduced the concept of what a personality disorder is and what the criteria for NPD is, but it's kind of tough to translate this into an actual image. Can you tell our listeners what NPD looks like? What are these folks like in person? One of the most recognizable traits of narcissism is grandiosity, as you had mentioned. Narcissists have this really inflated sense of superiority, believing that they're unique or special and deserving of special treatment. And they not only want the recognition that they're special, they need it because this exaggerated self-image is actually protecting a very fragile and empty sense of self beneath it. Anything that they find threatening to their sense of self will be met with defensiveness or even anger or rage. They see the social world as a hierarchy and they're always at the top. Narcissists also tend to talk about themselves incessantly at the expense of making room for others and and because of that they tend to be poor listeners. It's really easy to feel invisible around someone who's narcissistic because the relationship is so one-sided. Now, in line with this, narcissists tend to avoid taking responsibility. If things don't go according to to their plan, the default is to blame someone or something else because they're unable to admit their own shortcomings. And this, too, makes a relationship with a narcissist really difficult. Individuals who are narcissists also lack empathy. They haven't developed the ability to identify with the feelings of others, so people in their lives tend to be viewed as objects to fulfill their own needs. They don't think twice about how their actions affect others, and the only perspective they can really see is their own. Lastly, narcissists tend to have a hard time with boundaries. Because they lack empathy, they cross other people's boundaries regularly, often to the point of exploitation. Now, I feel like right now our society kind of rewards narcissism. I mean, when we think about it, most historical leaders would be considered to have narcissistic characteristics. And we seem to reward these individuals with power, prestige, and status. What are your thoughts about this? Well, we live in a society that's obsessed with power and prestige and status and fame. And we also live in a society that promotes individual success at the expense of collective well-being. This is in large part the consequences of capitalism, although I think in our society it's been taken to an exaggerated extreme. Now more than ever, business is the driver of social change and our society rewards narcissism because narcissists possess traits that are advantageous to professional success. They tend to do well professionally because they're highly resilient and determined, they don't care about how they affect other people, and they tend to be risk takers and use their charm and rhetoric to get ahead. And in business, these traits set them up for success, even though that often comes at the expense of personal relationships. Now we have social media, which is the other engine that rewards narcissism. It used to be only celebrities in the spotlight, but now everyday individuals can become famous on social media and are rewarded by keeping the spotlight on themselves. And it also seems like with keeping that spotlight on themselves, the more likes they get, the more recognition they get, that that in itself becomes almost like a drug that feeds the narcissistic roots, you know? Completely. The narcissism's reinforced. Exactly. 
Exactly. Now, I, I think a lot of people we would describe as having some narcissistic-like characteristics. I mean, they may be kind of selfish or self-absorbed or talk about themselves a lot. But, but where is the line between the characteristics, just having characteristics, and a full-blown personality disorder? And what's it like for people who are in a relationship with someone who has NPD? So all personality traits can be thought of as, as being on a continuum. You know, there is such thing as healthy narcissism, which promotes self-love, self-preservation, confidence. It's healthy to feel good about yourself and to talk about yourself and to share your accomplishments. It becomes more of a problem when that sense of confidence veers into grandiosity and when you only talk about yourself without asking about others, that sort of one-sided relationship that we had uh, briefly mentioned earlier. You know, we all have moments where we act selfishly or when we're self-absorbed, but for narcissists, that behavior is the norm, not the exception. And finally, individuals who are narcissistic, they don't have empathy. And that's really the critical difference between selfishness and narcissism. A person who's acting selfishly, if called out, will probably recognize that they're being selfish, whereas a person with a narcissistic personality disorder won't recognize their behavior as selfish. They'll respond defensively to that confrontation. Now, being in a relationship with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder can feel, for lack of better words, chronically invalidating. You may find yourself constantly having to cater to that person, needing to fuel them. You may find yourself unconsciously building them up and if you step back, you might realize that what's happening is you are always building their ego up, right? The attention's never on you. Um, it can be really exhausting as, you know, we talked about that sort of one-sided piece where, you know, the world is all about them. So it's really easy with a narcissist to feel invisible. Narcissists also have a drive for perfection. And oftentimes you in a relationship with them get sucked into that orb. So if you do anything that breaks that veneer of perfection, you get blamed. So it's interesting because, you know, there are a lot of people who get into relationships with narcissists. So, you know, and, and we had talked about this before you and I, about the fact that there are also some really appealing aspects of narcissism. You know, they're charming, they tend to be confident, and that tends to attract people. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, about what attracts people to a narcissist? Well, in the beginning, that narcissism is really, it comes off as self-confidence, right? So that's attractive. A person walk, you know, who carries himself or herself or themselves well, right, who can speak eloquently, who knows, I mean, narcissists, they unconsciously pull people in, right? You know, we talked about the fact that narcissists tend to use people as objects. It's not intentional. It's sort of just how they're hardwired. Um, but, in the, but in order to, have, to suck someone in, to use them, you have to charm them at first, right? So it, it, it can seem very manipulative in the beginning, although it's not typically perceived that way. But a person who is narcissistic is really, really skilled at charming others, at making you feel really good about yourself. It's kind of part of the long-term game, right? Once they have you sucked in, that's really when the narcissism comes out full-fledged. When you're in truly in an intimate relationship with right. them. In the beginning, it's a lot of fun and it feels really good, but over time it becomes, it, it begins to kind of, you know, suck the life out of you as you yes. talked about. 
Okay. So now in the beginning of the, these people sound very difficult to treat. And in the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that personality disorders are difficult to treat because of that. Like with all personality disorders, there is the externalization of blame, externalization of the cause of problems. They always see the other person as problematic and flawed and have a hard time being accountable for their own roles in problems. So given this, Um, I mean, I know how difficult it is for me, and we're both in private practice, to treat personality disorders. But tell us a little bit about how they can get better and what kind of approach you found useful. Individuals with narcissism don't typically enter treatment because of their personality, and this is because they can't and they don't self-reflect. They're more likely to start therapy because a situation or someone else is bothering them or causing them stress or anxiety. It, it really is possible for someone with narcissistic personality disorder to get better, but it takes significant time and commitment. And there's really no one size fits all, although there are well-formulated theories about how to treat narcissism. Generally, therapists will work with these individuals to help them understand how their ways of thinking and perceiving are problematic. And they'll learn to alter their ways of thinking that, that to promote flexibility and greater understanding of others in the world around them. You know, with a narcissistic patient, as with any patient, therapists will generally work to promote self-awareness and insight that's focused both internally on themselves and externally on their relationships. Um, and lastly, because individuals who are narcissistic tend to have been raised in homes that lacked empathy, Therapists are keenly attuned to the need to provide unwavering empathy. And this unconditional empathy over time allows a narcissistic patient to develop empathy for himself as well as for others. And I think it's really interesting because there is that kind of fine balance between being empathetic and expressing understanding while also challenging someone on their behaviors. And it's really a fine balance. And I think that's the sort of the science and the art, you know, of doing psychotherapy is really finding that balance between joining with the patient and almost reparenting someone while also challenging them to kind of adjust the volume on certain characteristics. Now, a lot of our listeners probably are listening to this because they think that they have a friend or a family member or a partner who has NPD. So, Aside from being in therapy, what can you help, what can you tell our listeners who may be in a relationship with someone, what are some strategies that can help them in dealing with their narcissistic family member, partner, friend, whatever? It's important to keep in mind that narcissists aren't capable of true reciprocity in their relationships, and it's not because they don't want to reciprocate, it's because they can't. And I think recognizing the limitations of someone who has narcissistic personality disorder helps to manage expectations. It's really crucial not to take things personally. Um, And since narcissists are so sensitive to criticism, another helpful tip is to tread lightly, so to speak, and to be conscientious about how you deliver feedback. Focus on how their behavior makes you feel rather than calling out their intention. So for example, saying, I feel really hurt by what you just did, rather than you're being a jerk. Um, And as I would mentioned earlier, individuals who are narcissistic are entitled and they don't typically recognize or respect others' boundaries. So it's critical to establish and maintain your own firm boundaries and limits, and also to be prepared to set boundaries that you can keep. And finally, maybe most important of all, learn to look for support 
elsewhere when you need it. Because the narcissist is ne not necessarily going to be able to provide That's you right. that. That's right. I often uh, tell my clients, I say, don't go looking for a loaf of bread in a hardware store. That's right. <laughs> well, Liza, thank you so much. This has been a really interesting conversation. I really appreciate your being here. And uh, you're going to be joining us again for our discussion on borderline personality disorder. So I look forward to that. Thank you very thank you. much. Thank you. It's been great being here. I appreciate it. I will see you next podcast. And listeners, thank you for listening. And I will see you all next podcast. Dr. Laurie Appel is a licensed psychologist in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Her license and practice information is available on her website, lauriepelpsyd.com. All information provided on Dr. Laurie's podcast is solely for educational and informational purposes and is not meant to serve as psychological counseling. If you have personal issues you would like to explore, please contact a licensed mental health professional in your state.